Hello and welcome to this special edition of the Top Story, where we look at the mounting crisis in Gaza. I'm Tianlu. The Israeli military says an airstrike has killed a senior Hamas commander allegedly involved in last week's attacks. Meanwhile, Israel's tank-backed troops have mounted raids to hit Palestinian rocket crews and gather information on the location of hostages. This is the first official account of ground troops in Gaza since the crisis began on October the 7th after Hamas launched a large-scale surprise attack from air and land. So far, the conflict has killed around 1,000 1,300 Israelis and 1,900 Palestinians. Meanwhile, the UN's humanitarian office says tens of thousands in Gaza have fled south after Israel told one million locals to leave the north within 24 hours. The mass expulsion of civilians has sparked condemnation from the Arab League and regional countries like Turkey, Egypt and Saudi Arabia. UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres says evacuation is extremely dangerous and in some cases simply not possible given the devastating humanitarian situation. For more, we have Noor Harazin in Gaza. She and her family have just been evacuated to southern Gaza. Ongoing series of Israeli airstrikes on uh, Gaza, specifically on uh, Gaza City, central Gaza City, and also uh, northern Gaza. There is also uh, Israeli raids in uh, southern cities in Gaza, like Dar al-Balah and Khan Yunis and Rafah. But uh, the uh, intense uh, strikes and shellings are on uh, Gaza City and uh, northern uh, Gaza. Uh, I am at Al-Shuhada Al-Aqsa Hospital in Dar al-Balah, and I see a number of Palestinian families that came here to identify the bodies of their uh, loved ones that uh, were killed during Israeli strikes on Gaza. We can barely uh, connect and call each other. Yesterday was one of the hardest days on me and my family, not only because I had to evacuate to southern Gaza, but because I had to basically choose between staying with my parents, my father and my mother, they, they decided to stay in, in our home in central Gaza City because they believe that this is a second Nakba for the Palestinian people and that people should not leave their homes even um, if the Israeli airstrikes killed them or whatever, they should not leave their homes. Uh, and at the same time, um, I had to leave with my husband and my two children who are uh, twins, five years old, and I had to leave to take care of them and to keep them as safe in uh, southern Gaza. It was such a hard experience. I mean, I am 33 years of age and I have never ever uh, witnessed or thought that I will be witnessing and living something like that. I was one of the most lucky people to basically find a car. However, I saw hundreds, thousands of people taking this route on their feet. That was Noor Harazian reporting from Gaza. The humanitarian situation in Gaza is worsening after Israel cut off water, food and electricity supplies. Some residents say drinking water could run out very soon, with water tankers running low on petrol and hospitals running low on spare water. There is no water or electricity. Now the children are bottling water. As you can see, we are suffocating. Israel cut us off from water and electricity and created a crisis. There is no water in my house. We go to Al-Shifa hospital because there is water and electricity. They do not want to provide us with water or electricity because of the war. 
I have four trucks. I take them out and my sons work on the trucks. They are filling up with water for the citizens. And there is a crisis. A few moments ago, I went to fill up with diesel fuel, but there was no fuel. I only have two trucks now, and then the diesel will run out. There is no water at all. There is no gas or electricity to make the water work. No one wants to give us water. All this is because of the war. They destroyed us. They bombed whole squares. They destroyed everything here. The situation is very difficult regarding water. And this company is the last company in the Gaza Strip that's currently bottling water. God knows what will happen in two or three days, given the circumstances we are living in. The coming days, I expect, will be difficult, because the enemy is not interested in ending the ongoing violations on the Gaza Strip. It bombs empty homes and homes with children and elderly people inside. The situation is getting more difficult. Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas has emphasized the need to urgently open humanitarian corridors to the Gaza Strip for the supply of medical necessities and providing water, electricity, and fuel to the residents. Meanwhile, Palestine's ambassador to the United Nations, Riyad Mansour, has appealed to UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres to do more to alleviate the tragedy in Gaza. On the other side, Israel says its reserve soldiers are preparing for the next stage of operations around the Gaza Strip. Stephanie Fried has details from Tel Aviv. Israel, as much as said, this will be a long campaign um, because Israel essentially uh, is, is talking about a no tolerance for what we saw a week ago today. No tolerance that it will never happen again. The Israelis feel that their grandparents were killed, six million Jews killed during the Holocaust. They saw a slaughter, a massacre by what are being called terrorists from Hamas that came into Israel a week ago. Israeli government says they're not going to allow that to happen again. They will not see a repeat of World War II. So, yes, it looks like possibly there is a uh, ground campaign that's imminent. Any mixed area, any areas where you have a mixing of the Jewish and Muslim populations right now or Arab-Israeli, there's a tremendous amount of tension. The West Bank, there has been a tremendous amount of tension. What I understand is that, or the reports are that four people in the West Bank, they came toward a dividing, a border area between Israel and the West Bank with explosives. Some of those exploded. They were going to put more along the fence that divides the two areas. And so the uh, forces there shot and killed four people. But again, tremendous amount of tension. I can tell you we feel it here uh, and whenever there is interaction between um, Muslims, Jews right now, and that's because of the situation and each side is sort of, uh, which happens in these extreme situations. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has made a stop in Jordan to hold talks with King Abdullah and Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas. His five-day trip to the Middle East coincided with the escalation of the conflict between Israel and Hamas. Leila Nafer, Director of Programs at the Arab Women Organization of Jordan, shares her views on Blinken's visit. The moment that Blinken the foreign minister of the United States put his foot in Israel. He said, I'm a Jew and I came to salute you. But this is not diplomacy. This is not the way foreign policy is run. This is the way they deal with the, with the matter. They don't hide. They don't tell the others. They tell it over the media. I put my foot on the ground 
where the Jews are establishing their state, but you are a foreign minister of the United States of America. It, it is not your country. It is not the matter of Jews of, of, or not Jews, because there are many good, many good Jews all over the world who are pro-Palestinians. Uh, and, and we know friends from among the Jews. But I mean that those who control the um, uh, foreign policy in the States, they control it uh, being very close to Israel. They, are, they want a policy where they can, as I said from the beginning, take our resources as Arab countries, and they would like this to continue. If there is no tension in this area, people will, will be controlling their resources. So it may be it is time to thank China. It is time to thank all those who support the Palestinians because we have heard, we have seen, they are asking for the establishment of a Palestinian state. The Palestinian state is there according to UN resolutions. And this is the solution. We ask for that. China asks for that. Many countries all over the world, without establishing the Palestinian uh, state, there will not be any peaceful times for the people we live among, and especially in Jordan. That was Leila Nefer from programs at the Arab Women Organization of Jordan. Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi has called for the two-state solution to address the Palestinian issue to achieve peaceful coexistence. The root cause of this issue is that the long-cherished aspiration of Palestine to establish an independent state has not been realized and historical injustice suffered by the Palestinian people has not been corrected. Israel has the right to establish a state, and Palestine has the right to establish a state as well. The survival of the Israelis is guaranteed, but who is to care about the survival of the Palestinians? The solution to the problem is the two-state solution. Mr. Borrell has also reiterated this, which is to establish an independent Palestinian state. Only this can realize the peaceful coexistence of Palestine and Israel and the harmonious coexistence of the Arab and Jewish peoples. Wang Yi said the top priority now is to achieve a ceasefire in Israel-Palestine conflict. He expressed China's stance after meeting with EU foreign policy chief Joseph Burrell at the 12th China-EU high-level strategic dialogue. He also said China condemns all acts that harm civilians and opposes any violation of international law. Meanwhile, Wang said China will send a special envoy to visit countries in the region and work on cooling down the situation. He said China stands on the side of peace, justice, international law, the common aspirations of most countries and human conscience on the Palestinian issue. That's all for this special edition of The Top Story. I'm Tianlu. Thank you for listening.